It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 27th, 2020. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's win over the Atlanta Hawks and exactly how. Aaron Gordon has turned his season around, at least for a little bit. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Atlanta Hawks perspective of Wednesday's game? Check out Locked On Hawks. Want to look ahead to Friday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves and their big win over the Miami Heat down in South Florida? Check out Locked On Timberwolves. No matter which team you're looking for, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, college, or MLB, you can find a local podcast covering your team today. Plus, we've got great national podcasts, including Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Rejecting the Screen, and the Hollinger and Duncan NBA Show. Again, no matter which team you're interested in, no matter which league you're interested in, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Undoubtedly, when you face the Atlanta Hawks, you are dealing with Trey Young. And that's really the first place you always have to start. Trey Young is a force. He... Warps defenses because he can score from anywhere and he's very good at changing pace and and catching players off guards and he's going to get his points. And he's going to have his surges where he takes over games a little bit and, and makes a deficit go away very quickly. And so playing a team like the Atlanta Hawks, which, you know, not the best team in the world still, 
is really a test of discipline. Really a test of faith in some ways too. Coming off Monday's rousing win over the Brooklyn Nets, the Magic needed this test. They could have been pretty happy with their 18 with their 18 point comeback, 19 point comeback against the Nets. And it could have been just that, a nice win that stood in isolation. But if this team is truly a playoff team, if this team is looking to turn some corner, this is the kind of game that the Magic would need to win. Coming off a good win, could they do it again? Could they match that intensity? And frankly, early on in this one, it did not look like that was the case. The Magic struggled defensively to contain Trey Young. They didn't shoot the ball effectively at all, and it looked like Orlando, while playing energetically, was going to kind of fall back into some old habits and some bad habits at that. But when that switch flipped and the Magic started to play the way that they needed to play, they started to take control of this game, even after falling behind in the second quarter uh, by like eight or nine points. When that started to happen, when things started to click, the Magic never let go. Trey Young, who scored 27 points, I believe, in the first quarter, first half, was largely ineffective in the second. They chased him off the three-point line. They forced him into runners and floaters and, sh- and shots around the perimeter. Their defensive game plan of having Markel Fultz kind of trail him uh, on screens to make sure he couldn't step back into threes and let Nikola Vucevic and the rest of the interior defense do their work slowed him down. And from there, the Magic were able to pick Atlanta's defense apart. Yes, this Magic team picked a defense apart, getting easy baskets baskets at the rim and making the extra pass to get open three-pointers because that was the ultimate lesson from Monday's game. The, the message that Nikola Vucevic gave his team when he criticized them on the bench, move the ball, keep passing, keep moving the ball, it will find the open man, it will find a good shot, it will find a lane to the basket. The Hawks are not a good defensive team. No one's going to pretend that they are. But Orlando found those lanes. They found those shots. And they found what was really an easy win. A 130-120 victory over the Atlanta Hawks at State Farm Arena. And easy is probably a little too light. And, and, and frankly, not as kind to the Atlanta Hawks as it should be. The Magic won this game on pure grit in a lot of ways. They blocked nine shots. They played some stellar defense, turning that into offense throughout the evening. They played a very good basketball game. Orlando with 64 points in the paint, a sure sign of their offensive success. 19 second chance points, 15 fast break points. Orlando never ran and hid from the Atlanta Hawks. Still 14, the largest lead was 14 points, and that was toward the end of the game. Trey Young kept the Hawks in the game because that's what Trey Young does. Orlando certainly has plenty to clean up defensively still. But the Magic made big play after big play after big play. They Just like against the Nets on Monday, they answered runs with shots of their own, with runs of their own right back at them. They committed defensively and made the game very difficult for the Atlanta Hawks throughout the entire contest. The Hawks had to work for everything. The Magic? Well, they worked too. They worked plenty. But they were, they were the ones on the front foot. And after nearly 
you know, three quarters of a season of the Magic kind of playing from behind a little bit. Of, you know, letting defenses dictate the game to them. Orlando was finally dictating a game to someone else. Again, you break down these numbers. 30 assists on 49 field goal makes. 14 of 32 from beyond the arc. 13 offensive rebounds. 16 stocks, including 9 blocks. Just 8 turnovers against 9 from Atlanta. 8 turnovers, or 9 turnovers leading to 11 points for the Magic, or for the Hawks. The Hawks committing 9 turnovers leading to 21 points from the Magic. It didn't have to be perfect, and again, there's a lot to be critical of, but Orlando made every play they had to. They contested every shot they had to. They grabbed every rebound. And everything that was weak about them in the first half, just like against against the Nets on Monday, went away. Turned into a strength for this team. There were heroes throughout the night. Mo Bamba had an incredible second quarter. Aaron Gordon led the charge in the third with 17 points. And Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon closed the game out. With Nikola Vucevic providing baskets throughout the contest, with Terrence Ross providing baskets throughout the contest, with James Ennis hitting some big shots in the fourth quarter. Everyone played their role. And that's what it's going to take the rest of the way. After such an emotional win Monday night, it was good to see the Magic come out and take care of business. Again, wasn't pretty, wasn't perfect. But the Magic were clearly the better team. And clearly the team that deserved the victory. And deserved it running away as they did. The Orlando Magic defeat the Atlanta Hawks 130-120 to back in action on Friday against the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Amherst Center. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves, they'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Let's run through the final box score for you real fast. The Orlando Magic led in scoring by Evan Fournier with 28 points, 11 for 18 shooting, 2 for 7 from beyond the arc. So 5 of the 7 misses from beyond the arc, 4 for 7 from the foul line. Frustrating night there for him. Uh, 5 assists and 3 steals as well. Um, I, I, I think Evan Fournier has flown kind of surprisingly under the radar this year. I mean, I think a lot of us expect that that is free agency coming up. That you know, This might be kind of the end of his tenure with the Orlando Magic, but... It, it deserves mentioning. Evan Fournier has been so consistent for this team. Um, you know, last year, the formula for the Magic was Nikola Vucevic 
provides a level of consistency that kind of paces the team through the game. And then it's Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier that would finish the game off for the Magic. That was that was kind of their formula last year. Uh, that formula hasn't quite worked. Orlando's tried to get the ball into Nikola Vucevic plenty of times, and they did in this game, especially early on. And he is his efficiency just hasn't been there. And Vucevic, again, 17 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 8 for 15 shooting. It, it was not a bad game for Nikola Vucevic. I wouldn't say it was a particularly good game. Um, I thought that he missed a lot of easy shots that he needs to make, as as has been the case throughout the year. Uh, and I think the Magic kind of force-fed him, especially early on in the game, when when that's not really what this offense calls for and what this offense needs. I, I think anytime you see this Magic team force-feed the ball to someone or try to pick on a particular matchup uh, without being kind of in the flow of the offense, um, you know, when they kind of stop everything to go after a matchup, I think that's when we really see problems for this Magic team. And so... Running plays, you know, even to get Nikola Vucevic post-ups that don't come off of, like, kind of ball reversals or, or anything like that, I, I think is is usually a bad thing. And, and Orlando specifically tried to target Bruno Fernando. So Evan Fournier then has kind of gotten into that role of the consistent score. And, and that's not really his role, and it's 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 not the same as it was last year, obviously. And, and like I said, I, I want to kind of put to bed last year a little bit because um, this team is, is just so drastically different. Um, but Evan Fournier continues to just provide consistent scoring, is just able to get to the basket, able to kind of run his stuff no matter whether the Magic are stagnant or not. And and generally, he'll take good shots. I mean, he'll definitely take some heat check shots and take some my turn shots, which has been a criticism for Evan Fournier throughout his tenure with the Magic. Um, but in the fourth quarter especially, he took over this game. Uh, did a great, great job attacking the basket, um, getting, getting into the lane, getting into the foul line, even though he missed some of those free throws. Um, just did a good job just kind of keeping the Magic on track and, and, and giving them the platform from which they could jump off of and jump into the lead and jump into something something greater in this game. Um, you know, just I, I really don't think we've appreciated Fournier enough for what he's done this year. Again, it's not the same as what Nikola Vucevic did last year, even though it's essentially the same role. Um, but definitely been a... Uh, definitely been a boost for the Magic to have Evan Fournier playing this way. Um, and of course, the Magic will need a whole lot more of it uh, coming up here uh, this season. Like I said, Nikola Vucevic, 17 points, 12 rebounds, 8 for 15 shooting. Um, I talked about him a little bit. Aaron Gordon, a really strong game, 25 points, 9 for 14 shooting, 3 for 4 from beyond the arc, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 blocks. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Gordon specifically later on, but just another really good performance from Aaron Gordon and just another performance where he didn't really have to force anything. The ball really, I mean, I've said this so many times about Aaron Gordon. When the offense works, the ball finds him. He doesn't have to do any work. And it's just him getting the ball and attacking. It's not a lot of thinking, not a lot of dribbling, not a lot of just kind of probing the defense. It's more him getting to the basket, being aggressive. And that, that change of mindset is so big. But there's so much more that goes into to Aaron Gordon and the way that he's playing and, and, and how successful he's been lately and what is ultimately success for him um, that, that I feel like it's going to take a little bit longer to talk about, so we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Terrence Ross, 14 points, 4 for 14 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds for him. Um, you know, Ross has bad shooting nights, had a bad shooting night, um, but still made an impact. Obviously, scored scored his share of points, but it was also about his... Uh, his defense was really solid. He had a nice block, um, you know. Although he wasn't credited with a block, apparently, um, I guess that was a foul. Actually, it was. It was. It, was a, it looked clean to me. But um, 
he, he plays some really nice defense. He's been really good in passing lanes. Um, you know, he's a guy that just has to keep shooting, and, and I think his shot selection's gotten better. It's been a little bit smarter of late, uh, and I think the results will, will show for that. Um, James Ennis, the third, coming off in the starting lineup for the third game. 12 points, 5 for 11, shooting 4 rebounds. Um, you know, it's still... I think he's still getting his bearings and still figuring things out. I think Clifford kind of recognizes that the starting lineups had some struggles that the Magic need to get off to better starts. We'll see if that means Wessa Wundu comes back into the rotation. For now, at least, he seems to trust James Ennis III a little bit more as a shooter. Um, that was That has not quite been rewarded yet. He was one for four, but the three was a big make. Had some really nice drives to the basket. Uh, had some Had some good finishes around the basket, so... It's not like Ennis is, isn't pulling his weight. It's it's maybe not everything that we'd imagined, or you know, I don't know what we'd imagined, but um, it may not be everything that the Magic need from that role specifically. Um, but you know, Ennis was solid defensively. He, he took he took his turn on Trey Young a few times on switches, but um, overall, you know, you know, positive impact overall for James Ennis. But the big guy, the big guy that we need to talk about, Mo Bamba, career high tying fifteen points. 4-for-7 shooting, 3-for-4 from beyond the arc, 4-for-6 from the foul line, 10 rebounds, including 6 offensive rebounds, as well as 4 blocked shots. He's got 9 blocks in his last 2 games with five, a career-high 5 against the Brooklyn Nets on Monday. Mo Bamba's figured out a lot of things defensively, and I think it's been, been much clearer of that. Um, he, he now leads the league in block percentage among players who played at least 200 minutes. Uh, so he is blocking a lot of shots. And and these are blocks, you know, I've, I've said it for a while, these are blocks that come from just understanding positioning. He's not chasing guys. He's not, you know, throwing his arms around. He is using his length. And once the ball's in the air, that's when he goes for the swat. On top of that, he is making plays. He is making good plays on his man or off rotations that are natural for him. He's not taking himself too far out of position. Now, that does still happen. He's still chasing a little bit. But overall, his defensive discipline and defensive understanding and awareness has increased dramatically. And, you know, the numbers support that he's been better on that end. And certainly, just even the raw numbers, just watching him supports that he's been a lot better defensively. And and really now, at this point, the Magic count on his defense. They know he's going to defend. You know, They know he's going to be a shot-blocking threat. And teams are going to start learning not to challenge him as much. And that's going to change a lot of things for that bench unit. And again... It, it, to me, it's been about little growth. It's been about uh, it's it's been about positioning with him because because the strength deficit is real for him. Um, it's about being in the right position, being in the right spots, and 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 really learning to read defense, read offenses, and and I think he's done a really good jo- job on that. The difference between Mo Bamba, you know, looking like he might be a starter and and ready to take on a little bit more and and, and everything else is just his outside shooting at this point. Um, Bamba, obviously against that, the Cleveland Cavaliers earlier this year, had a great shooting night, and that's why he had a career game. Uh, in this game, you know, scoring most of his 15 points in that second quarter, three for four shooting from beyond the arc. Just being able to make shots just, just increases this kid's confidence. Um, but he's popping a lot. He's not rolling to the basket. He's not kind of crashing the lane. And while he did a really good job on the glass in this game, and, and I think he's generally been a lot better defensively, it's... Still very much a work in progress, especially getting putbacks and and kind of taking some of the physical pounding that that you take when you are a big man and you are playing in the low post. I would also say that Bamba still looks a little lost on on offense. It takes him a while to find that confidence and to find the speed. And and so while I think the game has slowed down for him significantly on the defensive end, offensively it, it feels like he's still getting his bearings and still kind of figuring out 
where he needs to be, what he needs to do. There, there are several occasions where, you know, even something like he, a, a small switched on to him and instead of diving into the lane or, or I mean, that's when you break the play and say, hey, mouse in the house, get big and give me the ball. He's popping out to the three-point line or he's crowding the ball handler or not quite sure where to go next after setting the screen and, and the ball handler rejects it or moves in another direction. Um, it, it's, it's that kind of awareness that he's going to really have to work on here as well as add to his strength. But again, you know, I, I, I think, you know, he's obviously not a rookie, so, I, you know, you don't want to judge him on that sense, but he has made some really strong growth in this season. And, and I think, you know, you know, is, is he sixth overall pick kind of guy? Um, you know, is, is he, you know, on an all-star track, it, you know, still too early to tell, you know, certain, I don't think the early returns would suggest that he is, but he is showing lots of good signs defensively. He is contributing positively to the team. And I think that's really what matters most for him uh, as he takes the next step in his career. The Orlando Magic shoot 49% from the floor, 49 for 100, 14 or 32 from beyond the arc, 18 for 25 from the foul line, 13 offensive rebounds in the game. The Hawks are led in scoring by Trey Young with 37 points. He adds 11 assists, 10 for 27 shooting, 4 for 12 from beyond the arc. So like I said, a few runs for Trey Young, a few few times where he got loose and was able to create for others as well as make his own shot. But generally the Magic, you know, again, 37 points is a lot of points, but generally the Magic did a good job containing him and keeping him uh, in front of them and, and keeping keeping him where they could, uh, where they could, uh, 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 contain him and, and have him take the shots they want him to take. So, few of those threes. He had one logo three-pointer because he's straying up, but um, generally a really good game, I thought, defensively. John Collins with 26 points as, for the for the Hawks. He, he really feasted on the glass with seven rebounds. Um, just, you know, Magic lost track of him a few times just trying to crowd, crowd Young. So much attention to him. Cam Reddish with 14. Kevin Herter with 13. Jeff Teague with 12 off the bench. The Hawks shoot just 44.7% from the floor. 13 of 36 from Beyond the arc, they commit nine turnovers, have have ten stocks, so they they did they did a fair amount of defense too, um, at least highlight real plays for de- defense. But Magic overall locked them down in the fourth quarter, kept them from getting second chance opportunities, kept them off the three point line, used that to fuel their fast break, and, and the Magic were able to pull away. The final score: the Orlando Magic defeat the Atlanta Hawks one thirty to one twenty. Again, the Magic back in action Friday at the Amway Center against the Minnesota Timberwolves. playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Midway through the third quarter, Aaron Gordon gave the crowd what they wanted to see. A veritable 10, a Dwayne Wade 9. Gordon stole the ball at midcourt and had a clear runway in front of him. And Gordon was going to oblige and give the crowd a show. Casually throwing a 360 out onto the floor. 
In fact, it's kind of a fitting tribute for the Magic's last game against Vince Carter. That was one of Vince Carter's best Magic highlights when he casually did a 360 uh, on a breakaway dunk. It got the Magic bench pumped up, and it was likely going to be the highlight you will see from this game over and over again. Very rare you see a 360 like that in a game, a dunk contest-worthy dunk in-game. Gordon is capable of doing that. That is still what Aaron Gordon is known for. Of course, back, you know, two people's champ, people's champions in the dunk contest. He is known as a dunker. And that's a big part of his game. Obviously, athleticism is his elite NBA skill, and he's going to fly to the to the rim when he can and 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 be a high flyer. Everyone wants to see that from him. But it, it it's not who Aaron Gordon is or, or who he needs to be. Yes, dunking will always be a part of his game, but for the Magic, the highlight wasn't Aaron Gordon soaring through the rim. It wasn't Aaron Gordon doing the highlight real thing. For the Orlando Magic over the last 10 games or so, with Aaron Gordon starting to, to round into form, looking healthy and making some significant progress. It's not about the highlight reel stuff above the rim. It's about the grit and grime below it. When Gordon entered the league, he had he was this bundle of athleticism. That, that, was, that was his skill. That is still his elite skill. He is one of the most athletic players in a league full of incredible athletes. And the trick for this Magic team, the trick for Aaron Gordon has been trying to figure out how best to use that athleticism. As his game has evolved, it's become very different. Gordon wants to you know, find the technique and the footwork to be a great post player, and he needs to keep working on that. He wanted to be a three-point shooter because that was necessary for his offense or necessary for him to stay on the floor and, and play either forward position and take advantage of some of that athletic versatility that he has. He wanted to be a little bit more of an isolation player and, and, and a primary scorer, and that's changed a lot of how he plays too. But as he's proven over the last 10 games, and certainly as he proved in Wednesday's win over the Atlanta Hawks, if Aaron Gordon wants to be successful, it's the grimy stuff he has to do. It's the grimy things that make Aaron Gordon really, really special on both ends of the floor, to be perfectly honest. Aaron Gordon's athleticism is seen most nights through his defense. And now he's starting to block shots like he's Jonathan Isaac. He had a nice block on a layup in this in this one that was reviewed and determined like, yeah, that was a clean block. He had another block where he pinned the ball against the backboard. And Nikola Vucevic had to save it, leading to an Evan Fournier, th- Evan Fournier basket on the other end. Those are big plays that change the momentum of the game. Those are the plays that Aaron Gordon wants to be known for. Those are the plays Aaron Gordon needs to be known for if he wants to be considered a success. And it's plays like digging out offensive rebounds. It's plays like attacking quickly and and moving the ball and making the quick pass that will round out Aaron Gordon's game and make him the player we all imagined he could be at the beginning of the season. 
Over his last 10 games in 35.9 minutes per game, Aaron Gordon is averaging 18.7 points per game. Shooting 46.1% from the floor and 40.9% from beyond the arc. Very stellar numbers. Certainly much better than what he's done over the course of the entire season. In addition to that, he's averaging 8.7 rebounds per game, including 2.1 offensive rebounds per game. To go along with 1.2 steals per game, 0.7 blocks are nearly two stocks per game, as well as 4.4 assists per game. This is the complete picture the Magic wanted from Aaron Gordon. In that time, he scored 20 or more points five times. So in five of his last 10 games, he scored more than 20 points. In four of his last 10 games, he's had more than 10 rebounds. And, probably more astoundingly, in six of his last 10 games, he's had more He's had five assists or more. Again, Aaron Gordon, when he is well-rounded, when he's doing the little things, becomes a very special player. Just about the time around the All-Star break, Aaron Gordon did, I think, say publicly that he's been putting in a bigger emphasis on attacking the offensive glass, knowing that that is an area where he can use his athleticism to get, you know, kind of garbage points. And, you know, you look at how 50-point games are made, they're made from offensive rebounds, getting to the foul line. They're, they're not made all the time because the guys are making shots. They're made because those star players find ways to manufacture points, especially when the defense is loaded up against them. And Aaron Gordon has taken advantage of a lot of those opportunities. It's a critical part of his playmaking, of, of, of his play of late, of why he's suddenly looking like, maybe not the all-star, but the, the player who has taken some major steps this year. With Gordon, it's always, you know, been an understanding of how best to play. And like I've always said, I know I said it earlier today, when the offense is working, the ball finds Aaron Gordon. It, it has to because he naturally puts himself in positions to score when the ball is moving. When the ball is not moving, that's when he tends to isolate and try and create that movement for himself more than anyone else because there's no movement around him. He works best in offenses that allow him that freedom. That kind of force him into that role, to be honest. But more than anything else, it's on Gordon making those plays, cutting into that open space, getting the ball to the next man, grabbing that offensive rebound. It's on Gordon to be the defensive ace, especially with Isaac out, with Jonathan Isaac out and to make plays for his team. Wednesday's game was certainly a special one, coming off a fantastic game against Brooklyn Nets when he carried the team to the finish. Gordon finished with 25 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists on 9 for 14 shooting with 3 for 4 from beyond the arc. He had 3 blocks and a steal. Steve Clifford could not take him out of the game. He was playing so well. Playing 40 minutes and 55 seconds. Nearly 41 minutes. In the second half, he did not come out until midway through the fourth quarter. It's by far the most minutes he's played 
all season. Well, he played more against the Pistons in the overtime game. But, you know, again, 41-15 against the Nets. He played a lot of minutes because Coach Steve Clifford trusts him and knows how good he can be. So, there's a lot of flash with Aaron Gordon. No doubt, there is a lot of flash. A lot of things that will take your attention because he has breathtaking athleticism. But what makes Aaron Gordon good is his ability to get dirty, to get down in the mud, to stay on the ground in a lot of ways, to climb up to the very top. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on, Stitch, on Apple Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts which your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.